my work focuses on the connection of both thinking about our community life, being part of the environment, where architecture grows from the natural local conditions and traditions. Today, I brought two recent projects as examples of this. Both projects are in emerging countries, one in Ethiopia and another one in Tunisia, and also they have in common that the different analysis from different perspectives becomes an essential part of the final piece of architecture. The first example started with an invitation to design a multi-story shopping mall in Ethiopia, capital city, Addis Ababa. And this is the type of building we're shown as an example to my team and myself of what we had to design. And first, the first thing I thought is, like, I want to run away, but... Uh, <laughs> After see, seeing a few of these buildings, there are many in the city, we realized that they have three very weak points. First, these buildings they are almost empty, because they have very large shops where people cannot afford and buy things. Second, they need tons of energy to perform because of their skin treatment with glass that creates heat in the inside, and then you need a lot of cooling. In a city where this should happen, because they have really mild weather that ranges from 20 to 25 degrees the whole year. And third, is that their image has nothing to do with Africa and with Ethiopia. It's a pity in a place that has such a rich culture and traditions. Also, during our first visit to Ethiopia, I was really captivated by the Al Mercato, that is this open-air structure where thousands of people they go and buy things every day to small vendors. And also, it has this idea of the public space that uses the outdoor to create activity. So I thought, this is what I, really, what I really want to design, not the shopping mall. But the question was how we could do a multi-story contemporary building with these principles. The next challenge was when we look at the site that is in a really growing area of the city, where most of these buildings that you see in the image, they were not there. And uh, it's also between two parallel streets that they don't have any connection in hundreds of meters. So the first thing we did was to create a connection between these two streets, putting all the entrances of the building. And this extends with an inclined atrium that creates an open-air space in the building that self-protects itself with its own shape from the Seine and the Rhine. And around this void, we place this idea of the market with small shops that change in each floor because of the shape of the void. I also thought how to close the building, and I really wanted to find a solution that would respond to the local climate conditions and I started thinking about a textile, like a shell made of concrete, with perforations that would let the air in, and also the light, but in a filtered way. And then, inspiration came from these beautiful patterns of the Ethiopian women's dresses, that they have fractal geometry properties, and this helped me to shape the whole facade. And we're building that with these small prefabricated pieces that are the windows that let the air and the light in a controlled way inside the building. And this is complemented by these small color glasses that use the light from the inside of the building to light up the building at night. With these ideas, it was not easy first to convince the developers, because they were like, this is not a shopping mall, we didn't ask for that. But then, uh, <laughs> then we all realized that this idea of the market happened to be a lot more profitable than the idea of the shopping mall, because basically they had more shops to sell. And also, that the idea of the facade was much, much cheaper, not only because of the material compared with the glass, but also because we didn't need to have air conditioning anymore. So we created some budget savings that we used to implement the project. 
And the first implementation was to think about how we could make the building self-sufficient in terms of energy in a city that has electricity cuts almost every day. So we created a huge asset by placing a photovoltaic network on the roof. And then under those panels, we thought about the roof like a new public space with gathering areas and bars that will create like this urban oasis. And these porches and the roof all together, they collect the water to be reused for sanitary in the inside. Hopefully, by the beginning of next year, because we are already on the fifth floor of the construction. The second example is a master plan of 2,000 apartments and facilities in the city of Tunis. And for doing such a big project, the biggest project I ever designed, I really needed to understand the city of Tunis, but also its surroundings and their tradition and culture. And during that analysis, I paid special attention to the Medina, that is this 1,000-year-old structure that used to be closed by a wall opened by 12 different gates connected by almost straight lines. When I went to the site, the first design operation we did was to extend the existing street, creating 12 initial blocks, similar in size and characteristics to the ones we have in Barcelona and other cities in Europe, with these corias. On top of that, we selected strategic points, reminding this idea of the gates and connecting them by straight lines, and this modified this initial pattern. And the last operation was to think about the cell, the small cell of the project, like the apartment, as an essential part of the master plan. And for that, I thought, what would be the best orientation in the Mediterranean climate for an apartment? And it's the north-south, because it creates a thermal difference between both sides of the house, and then a natural ventilation. So we overlap a pattern that makes that most of the apartments are perfectly oriented in that direction. And this is the result that is almost like a combination of the European block and the Arab city. It has these blocks with courtyards, and then on the ground floor you have all these collections for the pedestrians. And also it responds to the local regulations that establish a higher density on the upper levels and a lower density on the ground floor. And it also reinforces this idea of the gates. The volume has this escalating shape that shapes itself with three different types of apartments, and also lets the light go on the ground floor in a very dense neighborhood. And on the couriers, there are the different facilities, such as gym and a kindergarten, enclosed by a series of commercials that bring activity to the ground floor. The roof, which is my favorite phase of the project, is almost like giving back to the community the space taken by the construction. And it's where all the neighbors they can go up and socialize and do activities such as having like a two-kilometer run in the morning, jumping from one building to another. These two examples, they have a common approach into the design process. And also, they are in emerging countries where you can see the cities literally growing. In these cities, the impact of architecture in people's life of today and tomorrow changes the local communities and economies at the same speed as the buildings grow. For this reason, I see even more important to look at architecture, finding simple but affordable solutions that enhance the relationship between the community and the environment and that aim to connect nature and people. Thank you very much.